0: It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susanna Wensby is cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 2nd of December, the 336th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 29 days left in 2023. Paul Myers is still out gallivanting about. Imagine taking vacation days. But he will be back next week. Still to come, music from Erwan and the listener's corner too. And as you can hear, I have a cold the size of the Pacific Ocean. So without further ado, the quiz. Of October, I asked you a question about the first round of polls in Liberia's presidential elections. The incumbent, George Weah, won 43.8% of the vote. His challenger, Joseph Bokai, polled in 43.4%. To win the presidency in Liberia, a candidate must win more than 50% of the votes. You were to consult RFI English journalist Melissa Shammam's article, Liberia's Election Set for Runoff in Tightest Race Since End of Civil War, in which she writes about candidate Joseph Bokai's alliance with an influential figure in the key county of Nimba. You were to write in with the name of that influential figure. The answer is the former warlord and senator Prince Johnson. Johnson had supported Weah in the last election, but flipped to Bokai for this one. The second round in the polls was held on the 14th of November. Joseph Bokai, with 50.64% of the vote, is the new president of Liberia. He will be sworn into office on the 22nd of January, 2024. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question, What frightens you the most? What steps have you taken, if any, to conquer this fear? The question was suggested by Alan Holder from the Isle of Light in Britain. You'll hear the answers later in the Listener's Corner, so stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Listener's Club member Omoefe Onoriobe from Houston, Texas in the U.S., Omoefe is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He is most frightened of roller coasters. He noted that he closes his eyes to deal with the fear. Congratulations, Omoefe, and welcome back to the sound kitchen after such a long absence. Also, on the list of lucky winners this week is Salim Akhtar Chadhar, the president of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chenio, Pakistan. Hello, Salim. And Raz Franz Mankongogo, who's the president of the Kemojemba RFI Club in Tarame Mare, Tanzania. Hello, dear Raz. Rounding out the list of winners this week are RFI Listeners Club member Karuna Kantapal from West Bengal, India. Thank you for the heart you put on your mail, Karuna. And last but not least, RFI English listener Reepa Bin Mokles from Bogura, Bangladesh. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. <laughs> Our French history specialist, Jessica Philan, joined Alison Hurd and Sarah Elsis on their latest Spotlight on France podcast to tell the story of Albert Londres. Londres, one of the inventors of investigative reporting, told news stories from a personal perspective. He lived from 1884 to 1932. He died in a suspicious fire aboard a steamship coming back to France from China, where he'd been on a reporting trip. We do not know what he found. His notes burned in the fire as well. Jessica talked about a prize in his name awarded each year to a French journalist under 40. The Prix Albert Londres is France's highest journalism award, comparable to the Pulitzer Prize in the U.S., if that helps you put it in perspective. I want you to listen to Jessica's report on the Spotlight on France podcast number 103 and send in the answer to these questions. In which year was the Albert Londres Prize founded and by whom? Again, Listen to Jessica Filan's report on the Spotlight on France podcast number 103 and send in the answer to these two questions. In which year was the Prix Albert Londres founded and by whom? There is also an article you can refer to, but that's being lazy. After all, we're radiophiles, right? So listen to the podcast. Besides, there are some great sounds of French roosters crowing. You'll find a link to the podcast as well as Jessica's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, RFIEnglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. This week's bonus question was suggested by Muhammad Shamim from Kerala State in India. Here's Muhammad's question. If you could time travel... Would you go to the past or the future? Again, this week's bonus question is, If you could time travel, would you go to the past or the future? Thanks, Muhammad, for the suggestion. Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in. What about you? You have until Christmas Day, the 25th of December, to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in. Be sure to tune in on the 30th of December to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a Miss, a Ms, a Mrs. or a Mr. I don't want to get it wrong. answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. That's plus 336 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. You're listening to The Sun Kitchen and Susanna Wensby is cooking. And now more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. The question you answered for this week is, what frightens you the most? What steps have you taken, if any, to conquer this fear? The question was suggested by Alan Holder from Britain's Isle of Wight. Krishna Pillai wrote, I was afraid of ghosts in my childhood because of the stories read to me from books and that I heard from my grandparents. As an adult, I read books written by rationalist writer A.T. Cover and others, and I learned that ghosts are imaginary characters. Bulbuli Bidamima wrote that she is most afraid of the poverty she lived in as a child. She fights that fear, she wrote, by hard work. When I was young... I tutored children to pay for my school tuition. I was admitted to college, and now I'm a senior school teacher. I've been able to help my younger sister and brother, and in this way, I've conquered the fear of my childhood. Jayanta Chakrabarti also believes in hard work to overcome his fear. This is what he wrote. My principal fear has always been an apprehension in not achieving the target or desired aim that I wish for. I've been successful in conquering this fear by being more focused, hardworking, and extra dedicated towards my aim, and in believing in myself. Father Steve Wara wrote, What frightens me most is whenever I find myself in a serious rift with my Creator God and my fellow humans. That is, when I'm in breach of His first twin commandment of love of God and of neighbor. In sum, it's when I am in sin and in a broken relationship with any person, whomsoever at all, and the steps I would take to try and overcome is to seek God's forgiveness in prayer and sacramental confession, and to apologize to and seek reconciliation with my neighbor. Mukta Banu wrote that she is most frightened by people and their capability for evil behavior. I understand that, Mrs. Banu. Is there anything you do to help yourself believe in the goodness of people? Because I really do believe there are far more good people in the world than the evil ones we so readily hear about. Kashif Khalil was afraid of dogs, specifically black dogs. He wrote, It seems that they are more aggressive than other dogs, but I overcame this fear because I saw how affectionate my father's black dog was with him. Kashif, I'm a dog girl. I can't think of any time in my life when I didn't have a dog, even as a student. My last dog was a little black Scotty who was the sweetest ever and helped two children I know who were terrified of dogs to conquer that fear. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question, suggested by Muhammad Shamim from Kerala State in India, is, If you could time travel, would you go to the past or the future? Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at the sound kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. I am Erwan Rome, and I'm happy to be with you every week. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about Sweden's official dictionary. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And remember, do not confuse human beings, our brothers and sisters, with their governments. Salam, shalom. Peace. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. This week, Erwan chose nice, soothing music, French baroque music for the lute. The lute is a cousin to the oud, and like a guitar, it's a plucked string instrument with a neck, which, unlike the guitar, is bent at the very top. Also unlike a guitar, both the lute and the oud have a deep and rounded back. In Europe, the lute was used in a great variety of instrumental music from the medieval to the late Baroque eras and was the most important instrument for secular music during the Renaissance. Erwin chose for us a piece by the French lutenist and composer Jacques Gaillot, who lived from around 1625 to around 1695. The dates are a bit unclear. This piece is called, oh, so romantically, Une douceur violente, a violent sweetness. Can't you just see a minstrel telling his lady love that his love for her is a violent sweetness? Works for me. (laughs) The lutenist is Anthony Biles from Britain. So put the kids to bed, throw some pillows on the floor, Peel some grapes and make some come hither eyes at your beloved, whose love for you is such a violent sweetness. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Talk to you all next week.